Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. My name is Sue Ellis Soller, and today I have the uh, pleasure of interviewing Timmy Oras. Is that right? Did I pronounce everything correctly? That's correct, yes. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a, a tricky name to pronounce, but that's you've nailed it. So <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. So thank you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work? How much time do we have? I can talk for hours, <laughs> but I'll give you maybe the, the, the shortest story. Um, so um, I'm basically originally from Hungary, but I I've been traveling around for quite a while. I left the country when I was 18, so quite, quite at an early age. I was already questioning everything, our existence. I was trying to looking for looking for some answers. So I was going through a, a bit of a transition already. So I ended up in the UK. And I spent about 10 years there and then I, I moved uh, away from that. I left the country, moved to Malta, which is a cool little island in the Mediterranean Sea. And that's where my spiritual development really skyrocketed along with my career as well. So I was going through so many different changes. Um, I was progressing within my career. I was super ambitious. But at the same time, I was really struggling with sort of balancing out my interest in spiritual development as well. And I felt that they were always in conflict that I, I didn't realize that I can have them both at the same time. I don't know if you had something like that as well. Maybe you went through similar things, did you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Even today when I talk to some people who are, you know, branding experts or just business coaches and things like that, they don't really see the connection. No. And, and for people like us, it's just really distinctly there. It's just like, I would rather work with somebody who understands you know, the philosophy, the feeling, the background, the ethics, the communication, the, the way that we do things rather than exactly. just be somebody who's, you know, um, I, I won't turn away the seven and eight figure clients, you know, but, but at the yeah. same time, I really want to work with people who are in our arena. So exactly. But That's, also it makes a big difference when you surround yourself with those people as well. Actually, they oh, get yeah. you and you know you can and i keep saying that you can use business to do amazing things in this world and this is why i'm, I'm a bit of a mission right now to make that happen and, and make people aware that especially if you are successful in business already that's great and you have the skills and the talent so clearly you should be doing something with business but you can make a choice if you use the business activity or the service or the product to make a positive impact or you just want to be chasing profit it's great you, as a business you have to make profit but at the same time you can make an amazing uh, amazing difference in the world so for me personally that's what i was really struggling with for many years to try to find that balance like how can i be ma managing both of my loves as to speak i, I love business and i i love everything about uh, self-development self-awareness spirituality and, and all of that so I got to the point, I was actually a, a chief executive officer back in Malta. I was managing a hotel and I just burnt out. One day I woke up and I said, I'm not happy anymore. You know, you know, that feeling like something you, you have that in your gut that I'm on the wrong path. I need to, I need to stop. And, and it's like a full, like a hard stop and just really realign and figure out what I, I need to be doing. So I just quit my job and I left the country and I decided I'm just going to go into uncertainty and, um, I booked a, a ticket. I went to uh, to Sri Lanka uh, for a while, and I lived in a jungle to really just calm down for a bit and figure out how I can be authentic within my business life as well. And that and that was the sort of turning point for me to really understand that if I'm good at something naturally and I love doing something, 
as in business and marketing specifically, then why should I throw that away? I can bring that into my spiritual life and the other way around, bring spirituality into your business. So that, that was the sort of very long story in short. And right now, um, after I came back to Europe from uh, Sri Lanka, I live now in the Canary Islands. I'm feeling super blessed to be in a really beautiful island in, in Tenerife. And uh, a lot of cool, exciting things are happening. So I can't wait to, to talk to you about that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and it sounds like you, you know, you kind of, it's funny how spirituality kind of does that with us because, you know, um, on the one hand, you just get to that place, you, you experience that dark night of the soul and, yeah. and you really are looking for something else, something more fulfilling and sustainable mm -hmm. and something that's so much more in alignment with who exactly. you are. Yeah. Exactly, because if you're not doing something that is in line with who you are on a deeper soul level, basically, or energetically, if it's not, if it's not aligned and it's not clicking with who you are and what you're meant to be doing here, it doesn't matter what jobs you do, you can keep on like hopping from one job or one career into another, you're never going to feel fulfilled or you're not going to find meaning in it because it's just a job. And that's what I, I have been saying to my clients as well, you need to figure out who you are as a person, what you believe in, what your belief systems are and what drives you and what you feel really passionate about as in what's your biggest mission and then why we are here and all of that. Like use that in your business life or in your career and, and all of that because that's when you see a major shift in everything else around you, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Things just change, right? <laughs> yep. And you bring up a really good topic too as far as integrating different mm -hmm. parts of your personality or different parts of your passions into yeah. one whole unit because I feel like before everything had to be dissected and we had to be mm -hmm. you know so externally focused or or labeled yeah. in some way and in a way we are labeling ourselves you know by saying I work with spiritual entrepreneurs or you know yeah. whatever but on the other hand some of us that is our mission to exactly. it is our soul's <laughs> mission to help to support and help other people share their light so it, it benefits everybody absolutely time. and I it was another sort of eye-opener for me as well for me when I was trying to go through I went through the, the well-known dark night of the soul as well and, and I think we all have to go through that at some point and I'm sure it's not something that happens only once I'm pretty sure it keeps repeating every once in a <laughs> <Yeah>. while <laughs> you know if you go a bit sidetracked or, or off track but uh, yeah that was one thing as well for me to figure out that the key sort of mantra I, I come up with for myself and maybe that someone else can find this useful I just I've made a decision that I'm going to remove myself from any situation, any relationship, any kind of network or community that does not allow me to be my authentic and real self. And I just kept it very simple and clear like that as a power sentence. And I kept on using that as a, like a checking point, even if I was in a job, maybe I was a marketing and sales director a couple of years ago. And the job looked great on paper and it wasn't a bad job. I, I enjoyed it. But at some point I started getting those little, like that strange inner feeling inside me again, like something's wrong. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, why am I not happy again? I, I was like, is it me? Like, am I just like, nothing is enough for me or nothing is like good enough or, or what is it? And then I figured out that I wasn't serving my real calling. And this was that little indicator for me. And then I used that power sentence, like, am I being my authentic self? 
when I go to work, when I'm with my colleagues, when I'm speaking to customers and I was like, oh no, I'm putting on a persona again. I'm, I'm playing a role, which is something I just decided, like, I don't want to be doing that anymore. Like, this is me and I'm, I'm taking that bold step forward to show the world who I am. And that's probably what we all should be doing and focusing a bit more on. It's scary as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but once you start doing these things, it just becomes a lot easier, doesn't it? Like, and that comes through your branding, your marketing. And that's why I specifically love anything related to, uh, uh, you know, like any branding activities or tasks or, or marketing um, sort of strategies, specifically within the sort of spiritual and, and esoteric industries. Because the main thing is you get to be yourself. That's what people want, right? Right, right. <laughs> that authenticity and yes. connection and almost even to see us being vulnerable at the same time. I think that's a really important key aspect mm -hmm. of it. Absolutely. Sharing what you're going through, because I think so many of us are going through many similar things throughout our lives, maybe different setup, but the, the story is the same. Like you're trying to do something, something happens, you go a bit downhill and then you come back up and then you are lost and confused and you don't know what to do. And even just with my friends and my network, I keep hearing the same, the same sort of struggles or, or challenges or, or whatever you want to call it that I know I have something great in me. I'm on a mission, but I don't know what it is. How do I do it? How do I make a bigger impact? And then I was getting so frustrated as well about these things. I'm not sure about you. Like, did you go through that, as, that phase as well when you were like, what do I do? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, before we came on, you and I were talking about it too, like, I went through that and, and sometimes it's still, you know, kind of, okay, how much time can I incorporate to my teaching? Like, mm. you know, to my energy healing, to my teaching, to doing those kind of sessions and how much time should I devote to doing the marketing aspect and helping other people in that? Because yeah. I, I don't want to unplug one or the other like they're mm. both and so yeah finding that balance and I think that's one of the things that you mentioned on your website is is yeah. how important that balance is truly it is it is and that's uh, I think a key sort of turning point for even for for my clients I have been seeing as well and even just in people in my network when you you finally manage to bring those two together as you said what is your work persona or what is your career or what is the, the job title that you want to have or would like to have and how can I, I say like, I marry them. I'm married. them. It's the marriage. It's a happy marriage. It's a good kind of marriage that lasts forever. So that, that's how I described it. I, I literally visualize it that here's one of my biggest loves as in building businesses and, and coming up with strategies and, and doing anything marketing. And here's another major love of mine, which is all about spirituality and energy work and healing. And like, how can they come together? And the it actually happened, it was back in um, early last year, so back in early 2020, back in January sort of time, I quit that uh, director job as well, and I, I started feeling this thing like something's not right, something's off, and then I just said, okay, I need to quit this and not have a plan B, I'm just going to have to pull the rug out of my, out my feet and see where this leads me, and I was sitting, I was living in Barcelona at the time, beautiful city, I love it, and uh, I was sitting on my balcony one evening and then it just out of nowhere, it hit me. I, I allowed to really reconnect with my higher self. I was meditating quite a lot back then as well. And I just let it flow. And I was like, let's see what comes up because if I keep fighting against that spiritual side of me, I'm never gonna be happy with my work and with what I do. It can be a great paycheck. It can be a great title, great colleagues, great calls. But if it's not, 
in line with that little voice inside me is just not making me happy. So that's when I, out of nowhere, you know, that when it just happens, like if it's your guides telling you or finally you get to hear your higher self in a way, it just hit me. I said, you don't have to separate it. Just bring it all together and then use the business knowledge that you have focusing on the people that you actually love to surround yourself with, be it the sort of spiritual entrepreneurs and healers and anything that helps people become a little bit better in a way. So right. Right. It's, it's not an easy balancing act for sure. <laughs> well, and especially because it, it feels, it, it often feels, and I don't know if you um, have the same experience, it often feels like they're, they're separate poles. Mm -hmm. um, because we have been encouraged to compete against yeah. one another instead of collaborating with one another. We have been kind of taught to step on other people's shoulders or, or you know, and, and so when we are shifting the way yeah. that we work and when we are bringing the spirituality into it, it's totally changing the vibe of what it does. It does. And even when you change that vibe around you, it, it actually shows as well, because what I'm sure that you went through the same and many, many people who will watch this, and I'm sure they can relate to it, that once you start shifting, not just your mindset, but even the way you behave and how you feel and how you go through those feelings uh, that you are dealing with, everything else kind of falls into its place. Like even if you can or cannot explain it in, in certain ways, but it just happens. You know, you don't have to always question the how if you know it works it works roll with it and have fun with it and that's normally what happens when you're finally on the right path that's meant for you specifically it's, there isn't just one right path obviously many of us are here on different missions and we have different roles within the sort of uh, collective in general but when you finally are staying true to that staying true to that mission or that um, that vision that you have everything else just happens and it, and it just works its way out doesn't it things like yeah coming come into play and then certain people pop up in your life or you you get your first contracts you get a great client and all these cool things start to happen because you're finally having fun and you're enjoying what you're supposed to be doing right exactly exactly and it's so funny how a lot of the spiritual practices are are integrating into modern business development and everything everybody's like take yeah. five minutes and meditate in the morning mm -hmm visualize use visualization and i know on your instagram you just had a post about um using your goals as manifestation exactly i started doing this little mini series because that's what i figured out based on the the audience we have very similar audiences uh, as well that I, i'm surrounded with great professionals that they're really good at what they do but they are really lacking and I'd say like with the greatest respect that they are lacking the basic business knowledge or business terms as in like how you're running a business, which is perfectly normal. It's, it's absolutely fine. You're obviously you're focusing on your gifts and your talents, but at the same time, if you want it to be sustainable in the long term and you really want to be shifting all your efforts and energies into your, your passion, you kind of need to understand some basic marketing and business terms. So I started doing this mini series to, Kind of translate some of the most important uh, business and marketing terms into spiritual terms because they go actually hand in hand so things like you know talk, talk about targets and having goals in your business it's nothing but following the law of attraction same right. thing you, you are manifesting basically what you want to you know have in your reality why don't you do the same thing for your business activities so when it comes to managing your running or even starting own you know, spiritual or, or spirituality-based business, it, 
it doesn't have to be so complicated. You don't maybe have to have an MBA or you don't have to have 30 years experience behind you. You just need to figure out the basic foundational things and the and the sort of strategies and then find the right people who can support you with the technical side of things that's the key point if you for example with me i i don't like spending too much time on social media that's not my thing i much prefer to to work on my um, uh, seo for people who maybe not quite familiar basically making sure that if people start googling certain things on um, on their search browser then my website will come up so that's what i have been mainly focusing on but uh, social media is always something I put to the side. So up until even when I had my own clients, that was an area that I collaborated with, with other professionals that I knew they were passionate about helping clients run a successful social media campaign and, and gain a, a very uh, authentic follower base because I'm, I'm very much against vanity metrics. So it's not about, you know, you don't have to have 10,000 people following you if no one is engaging with you and if they not interested in you you know I always say start small make sure that you have you are attracting the right people you are reaching out to the right people and then you can start building a larger community and then yeah great great grow it into a 100k community amazing if they are the right people for you right so collaboration is a, is a big thing and that's something that we were, we were discussing just before we jumped onto this uh, onto this call that it's so important nowadays and um especially within the industry that is all about people coming together and uniting together and we are all one and we all know it, that we are all connected in a way and that was the reason why I actually gave that name to my company as well connect one marketing that was the whole idea behind it to connect us as one so that was uh, that was in the back of my mind already uh so yeah collaborating is key find the right people around you you don't have to know it all like i'm i'm not good at, at doing any anything that's uh, administrative or or boring for me like that's just not me i i work with other people who are also they have the same kind of spiritual mindset and they are all healers as well but they love doing the for me tedious kind of things like doing administration and, and all that stuff so it's about coming together i think in a way so that's i'm expecting to see this happening a lot more often as the world is going through a major shift right now for the last two three years but especially within the last year or so and i'm i'm really seeing the traditional business setup going into into different directions now i don't know if you've noticed that already or have you started seeing that as well oh yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. especially you know um yeah just a huge shift and and you know because people don't want to go number one we can't go into the office you know number two yeah. you know everything is kind of but this is kind of a necessity though at the same time like we can work from home so why shouldn't we work from home you know exactly but then that really requires having super strict boundaries and not mm -hmm. allowing that whole like it's moving from um exploitation to collaboration and yes. exploitation to conservation and so when you think about things like working from home not not rolling with your car everywhere you know when you think about um joining a team where every person works in their own zone of genius towards a collective goal you know whether yeah. that be to make somebody else's marketing look spectacular or to you know get solar panels across the 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 world or whatever yeah. um yeah i'm getting goosebumps about the <laughs> You know, it's I think it's I kept saying this even like 
last year when the world sort of turned upside down, I kept saying that I know it's it's a bad thing, but it's one of the greatest things that we are actually going through collectively because whatever people like went through personally and, and with the, especially within their work lives, I've seen many people just within my network as well that they started questioning themselves like, what am I even doing? If I lose my job, then who am I anymore? They kept on you know, really focusing their identities onto a job title. And then they started figuring things out. Like, actually, there's a lot more meaning to this. And then maybe I should be using this time to do something a lot more meaningful. And the funny thing is that kept on coming up within these, these people that I was having these chats with that the one sentence they said that I want to build a community. I want to build people together. And I just love that little irony of life that people started to wanting to collaborate and, and bring together communities when we were going into the opposite direction when you couldn't be physically in, in communities. So I, I really believe that this is something that was supposed to happen and something is happening to collectively because we needed to really change directions and Bring back, bring back that community-based uh, lifestyle in general, and that should be applied to your professional life and your business. Like, stop just fighting and, and undercutting your competitors. Like, work together with them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I'm even choosing to call people peers now rather than competitors because you know I I think it's got so much more of a positive tone. Oh, absolutely. You know, like absolutely. you and I are peers. We're not competitors. Yeah. There are people who will naturally be drawn to work with you or naturally yeah. be drawn to work with me and we have a little bit of a different skill set and so why exactly. wouldn't I say hey I know a fabulous SEO person who knows yeah. um spirituality rather than being like no you're mine I must do all. <laughs> yeah. and that's another thing too is I think people were really stretching themselves thin before trying to mm -hmm. wear all of the hats yeah you know and so, I, I made the same mistake myself. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you do have to explain this to clients too. So anybody mm -hmm. who is a spiritually based business who is watching this, you know, um, somebody who does social media or graphic or even SEO, even though you can probably create graphics or do yeah. this or that or the other thing, it's not your area of expertise. So it's mm -hmm. just like kind of like make sure that you're staying within the scope of your yeah. arrangement. And if you have an agency like yours or mine or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, bringing people in or tapping somebody and having a Rolodex full of valuable trust resources. People, exactly. Yeah. Trust partners. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you may uh, go for the business people who are in business aside from us, mm -hmm. of course, um, <laughs> they may need to hire a team rather yeah. than one person and when you do that instead of expecting one person to be excellent at everything you bring in a variety of people who who work symbiotically Together. exactly yeah. you cannot you cannot have it all you cannot like i have not come across in my 15 years of professional life one person who can do everything every side of aspect of a business and while you are an entrepreneur and while you're starting up your business yes you are going to be wearing many hats at the beginning because maybe you are watching costs because maybe you don't have that much financing that's perfectly understandable if you are sort of self-funding your your whole business that that makes perfect sense in the beginning but that's not something you should be doing a year later or two years later or even six months later like finding the right people and the right collaborations first of all it helps you reach more people which means you're making a bigger positive impact in the world quicker and on a bigger scale so yay for that 
Plus, you also are sorting yourself out financially and you have to have financial security to make sure that you can really focus on the bigger things that, that you are meant to be doing. If you are worried about how is my business going to take off or how am I going to generate any revenue, you're never going to be able to fully allow yourself to, to really start thinking about the more meaningful aspects of your life because you just worry. Your mind is like chattering at you, you know. Yeah. You need, you need that level of... Uh, um, security I think oh definitely definitely and support like no person like you said you've never met anybody who can do it all and I think that this is one of the shifts that's happening right now too is that we're realizing that we are a community and that we do do better when Mm -hmm. we have people to bounce ideas off of people to work together as a team with rather than trying to be an island unto ourselves Exactly. And, and that was actually one of the reasons as well that why I've decided to sort of transition my business into something else as well. So up until the last couple of months, I, I've been working doing consultancy mainly for, for people similar to, to you as well, who were running their own businesses, more like from a strategic uh, perspective. But I've decided that that what's lacking within the community is the actual community when you are trying to, you know, collaborate together. And, and there are some great people out there. And I was so overwhelmed by the response. I started reaching out to people to ask them, do you even have the need for something like this? Like you are running your business, maybe, I don't know, you're a yoga teacher or, or maybe you're a spiritual or a life coach. And they are great at what they do, but they don't know who to turn to that is going to click with them. So if I know like I need someone to run my social media strategy, how do I even find one and because one of my things is SEO and understanding what drives traffic to my website I kept on seeing the the same search terms coming up which were like how do I market my spiritual business and that's one of the number one things that people keep searching and they don't even know where to get started so this is where what I'm going through right now is to, to try to create more of a centralized sort of I call it like a resource library because that's how I imagine it in my mind. So either if you want to start a business or if you're running a business already, and if you need maybe a graphic designer or if you need someone to run your run, run a social campaign for you, or if you need a coach because you are just stuck and you need a bit of a push to get some clarity, then you can go onto a couple of these cool websites and then find the right relevant partners for you. And the other way around, if you are the business owner and then maybe you want to collaborate with other like-minded professionals and have a conversation like what we are doing right now and find your peers, basically, then you can also reach out and and build that kind of professional network that isn't all about just titles and isn't just about like what LinkedIn does. Like LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn personally, but I use it in a different way than how many people use it. But that should be the sort of ultimate goal to have, find your tribe in spiritual terms, basically, like find, find your tribe that can also help you manage and run your business or find those clients and the right people to, uh, to work with. Um, so this is something exciting that's happening at the background right now. And uh, um, I'm hoping to see maybe a bit of a, a change that's happening overall by making yeah, starting this movement and more people will start to collaborate with each other instead of, as you said, just looking at them as, oh, here's a, he's a competitor. I'm keeping his client. No, like if you are not specialized in that area, tell that client who can help them out with a specific thing. And if you are really good at, I don't know, um, reading um, their astrology charts, then focus on that thing and let someone else deal with the graphic design. Simple as that, right? Right, right, exactly. 
Yeah, because I mean, and, and when you look at it, you look at when you start looking at it and thinking about it, because this is something that I've been doing, like, seriously, even Coca-Cola, or, mm. you know, just to use an example, Coca-Cola, yeah. all of the big companies, they have teams of people working for them. And they look at their marketing in a completely different way than a lot of solo entrepreneurs or spiritual entrepreneurs do. Yeah. And so when, and each one of us is kind of trying to emulate that on Instagram, mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on, you know, Twitter, on, on YouTube or whatever, you know, we're trying to have the, the coolest videos with the coolest uh, transitions and everything like yeah. that. It's like, it's a lot to put together. It's a but, lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work, but there are so many people out there who want to help you, who exactly. want to see you grow, prosper, and thrive, who want to see the community expand and shift society. And exactly. so putting together a resource library is like that, or, excuse me, putting together a resource library like that is a fantastic way to kind of allow connect one yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that's, that's the idea to connect connect these people because even just going from my my own experience is that when I, I haven't even started what I'm doing now but back a few years ago when I was a director or a CEO I was actively looking for these kind of professionals who I could have a, a philosophical conversation with or if I I start talking to them between you know between my workload and we have a coffee I, I can speak up and, and talk about energy and they're not going to look at me like oh, are you crazy? So it was so difficult for me to find these communities. And that was only like three, four years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about. So not like 20 years ago when it was even a lot more, a lot more harder, but it just still, there isn't that one centralized platform. And, and one of my long-term ideas for my business, um, and hopefully we can bring a cool community together to do it collaboratively, is to have a, a very separate standalone social media specifically for people mm -hmm who are within the sort of spirituality business industry, because there's a need for it. I see there's a need for it. People want to collaborate. They, they just don't know how to get started. So um, a couple of ideas that actually, or examples that I was reaching out to uh, some, um, um, some spiritual entrepreneurs quite recently. That's how I found you as well. So I'm super happy that we connected, but that's exactly what happened. I was, I was consciously reaching out to the relevant people that I, I wanted to connect with. So, and it comes down to your business choices. So we had this chat before, before this uh, conversation that some people kind of fall into that trap that you have to have X amount of followers. And then you keep just following specific accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever, but it's not going to do any good for you if they're not the right relevant audiences for you. So what I've done initially, I kept my follower account consciously very low just to prove this point to my clients as well, that yes, you have to grow your, your social media account and you have to do it the right way using the right people who know what they are doing. Because if you just do it yourself, that's what's going to happen. Just keep on following specific people for no reason. And then what? Like you're not going to turn them into, into a customer or you're not even going to give them value because they're not interested in what they do. So in the last few weeks, I have been reaching out to people within the spiritual industry who have their uh, businesses within that sort of spiritual mindset behind it. And the kind of conversation I'm having, they are so refreshingly, genuinely authentic and real that 
I just love it. I don't have to even explain why I'm reaching out. It's just like, hey, I love what you do. Like really love what you do and not just a template, but this is cool. Like let's have a chat because see what happens and we can maybe collaborate and maybe I have a client I can send you or maybe you have a customer who needs my services. And it's just such a refreshing way of communicating as well. So I would recommend to all of you who are maybe watching this to start doing something similar and uh, you can reach out to both of us as well and ask us all questions and maybe hear, hear the feedback like how how the exercise went that would be cool to hear the, the feedback but yeah for me it was an amazing experience so I'm sticking to it now <laughs> right and I like the fact that you're consciously reaching out and you did it like there's you we can feel the energy of it yeah. too. like because there's a lot of times where people reach out to me and I'm just like oh, that's just mm -hmm. not a right fit. And it's okay. Like, yep. you know, I, I, they say you're not supposed to be judgmental or whatever, but I'm just being discerning about how I feel. Um, exactly. Inside. It's not judgmental. I, I, I see where you're, where you're coming from, because that's something that we've been hearing, obviously, in the, in the back of our minds. And sometimes we still maybe question ourselves, like, am I being judgmental or am I maybe making just a, a quick decision? But once you are quite aligned to your, your your inner self you just have that intuition you have if you strengthen your intuition that's basically intuition is that internal judger or judge whatever you call it but uh, people still have or they put this negative association onto it for us not to use our intuition because it's a bad thing you know <laughs> But that's not the case. So if when you have that, in, I've had that as well. When I, I saw someone like who was in a specific, uh, um, you know, like area of video marketing specifically and the spiritual background, I was like, great, we could really work well together. I reached out to them and I immediately had that negative sort of like, I don't know, like uh, bad, bad vibes sort of. And uh, I, I felt it that I'm sure you're a lovely human being and great what you do, but we're not aligned. We're not, our vibrations are not matching basically. And if you feel that way, fine that's that's absolutely fine you don't have to feel bad about it walk walk away from it if it doesn't feel right then like, just walk away yeah. <laughs> because seriously it used to be that you would just take on all of the mm. clients no matter how you felt about it and this is another thing that's that I've been thinking about that's been shifting lately is yeah. there is this movement to be more discerning and to work with less clients who yeah. feel more aligned rather than working with everybody and anybody so yeah yeah I love that exactly. yeah. I've made that mistake myself uh, just when I, I launched the entire business and I was obviously trying to get as many clients as you said like try to get things get things going and I took on a client um, that was actually a, a friend of mine so that was already like a big no-no when I learned my lesson I said never again doing that to mix a really good friendship with business but uh, it was nothing to do with the the niche that I had in my mind I wanted to specifically work with impact driven people and people who are spiritual and then I took on this client who was a friend of mine and I from the first moment I was like I know I should have said no to this and I didn't listen to my inner voice I said no it's gonna be great you know we are friends it's gonna be great. and then I realized like no never again so that was a big lesson for me and I'm sure that everyone who's ever started their own business, they make the same mistakes and that's okay, right? Until you figure out what works for you specifically, what works right for you. And uh, following that inner voice helps a lot. <laughs> but it's just sometimes we're just maybe too scared to admit it that 
you know, my, maybe I made, made this business decision based on my intuition or I, or I had a vision in my meditation and that's why I'm re-strategizing. For some people, it sounds crazy, but if you are working with like-minded people, they will get you. Right. And you don't have to even explain like what you mean that you made a, a business strategy based on your intuition. Are you crazy? No, I'm, I'm self-aware. <laughs> I'm staying true to myself. <laughs> right, right. And I think that's, that's the beauty of working with spiritual, other spiritual entrepreneurs is that there is, they really get that because mm-hmm. you go to some networking events and if you're sitting with people who are just not spiritual they yeah. don't get it they don't get like i followed my intuition and had xyz happen and people are like oh or you're like yeah i did a tarot reading about yeah. you know, what my my different and they might be like oh that's cool or they might yeah. be like you know exactly. like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i i always say like this is a, for me it's a little bit ironic as well because i've been surrounded with like really highly successful business people who were maybe not as spiritual and they kept on telling me when i was in those certain positions that you cannot mix emotions with business you have to be in a certain way you can't bring your emotions into your business decisions but then the same people would tell me use your gut feeling I'm like, what? A gut feeling is nothing but your intuition. So like, don't tell me not to use my emotions if you are doing the same, but you're labeling it in a different term that works well or better within the traditional business sort of community. But when, as you said, when if I say, okay, I, I've, I've done a reading or I, I meditated and that's my gut feeling from that moment onwards. So yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely right. Surround yourself with the right kind of people and be selective with your clients as well and, and even who you collaborate with because then you don't even have to explain even what you do or why you do it as long as you are being vulnerable as we, we talked about earlier that when you use your marketing in, a, in the right way, especially within this industry, the, the fun thing about this industry, you get to be yourself and that means being vulnerable and it helps you as well to heal, first of all, because you are bringing that to the surface, whatever you went through, and you're showing your raw and real side of things. Or share a story. I, I read all these amazing stories of these really amazing spiritual entrepreneurs out there, and they are so open and honest about their, their traumas, their bad experiences, their transformations. And I resonate with it, even if I haven't gone through something similar, but it triggers those human emotions in me that... I want to speak to them and connect with them because they share the big piece of, of themselves with the world. And I would say from a marketing perspective, and I'm sure that you can agree with me on that as well, within this industry specifically, people should just be themselves in a way that is strategic. And that's where the external help comes in, right? Yeah. 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 Because there is that strategy, but there is, I found there's a way to to weave them together really nicely. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel strategic. It feels like a conversation. Exactly. It feels like sharing. Mm -hmm. And it's not oversharing. It's not like, oh, you get to hear all of my, you know, (laughs) shadow work. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, if that's your, yeah. But okay. Um, I'm all like, "Eh." Um, 
<laughs> not, not for us probably maybe for others it works but for us definitely no no yeah. but it's, it's good to share and it's good to share the the positive side of things as well and that's something I've just recently done because one of my my biggest challenges and biggest lessons for me was to to learn to appreciate my own successes because I'm, I'm quite an ambitious character that's I have a really high <laughs> drive to achieve you know all of those things which is um Aries rising for for those of you who are familiar so I have that really super high energy in me to keep going and compete and win 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 so I, I have that which I had to really tone down and 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 bring it into something that is constructive and not like as you said like competitive like this like it's my turn but that's that's what I've uh, realized throughout this journey that very often I failed to realize and recognize my own successes because mm-hmm. I was just so focused on just keep on going forward keep on doing this let's start another business let's get more clients let's have more people whatever I was doing doesn't matter and I had this friend who one day pointed this out to me that you've done so much in in like the last year or so and I looked at him laughing like oh no I haven't are you crazy I still haven't achieved my goal what's what's wrong with you and then he pointed out but you've done this and you've done this and here's what you've done and that moment for me was so transformative to hear that from an external point of view that what I felt I haven't achieved a lot of different things from externally it looked like amazing achievements and and looking back now I see that I'm not sure even how I achieved all those great things but while I was throughout that process I haven't even noticed it and I missed out on that fun part when you are enjoying your own journey I'm just running through my journey which is not ideal so now every once in a while what I do and at the end of the month is what I normally do this so soon soon I will be doing this again I I take uh, consciously again it's about conscious decisions I take a day of break from my working week to reflect back on my successes on the, the current month that I'm closing and it can be a little win or a small win like it could be oh I had a client who was super happy with with the advice I gave them, or I had a personal win that maybe I, I moved into a new flat or a, in a new country in my case, which I do quite often. <laughs> but uh, it's so it is so uh, transformative when you do that. It helps you recharge your soul, first of all, and really puts things into perspective. And then it, it takes you an opportunity to even stop for a minute and figure out if something hasn't worked out, maybe the way you planned it, then what was holding you back and why you didn't achieve maybe you wanted to get I don't know you wanted to heal five people in that month or you wanted to do 10 readings in that week because you had the time you had the drive you had the energy but maybe the clients didn't find you or you you, you didn't I don't know follow up with them that's a big big thing that I, I see as well <laughs> not following up but uh, I think once a month is a great great place to just take out an hour, maybe a couple of hours and just reflect back on uh, what you could have done slightly different, not better, but differently. Because right. if you always try to aim to do your best, like you're never going to get it, you know, to a level that it's perfect. Like we're human. It's not meant to be perfect. It's fine if you're not perfect. If you're, you know, haven't achieved the, the, the all of your targets is great. But figure out what you could have done a bit differently and how else maybe you could have collaborated with others. Because most of the time, that's what I see that people are stretched with their times. And even if they wanted to, to do another 10 readings in that month, they physically don't have the time to do it, to go out and find those people for them. Right. So I believe that collaboration will be the key in the following next maybe decades as well, not just years that I really see the entire business world transforming, not just within the, the spirituality industry, but in general. So I think it's, 
definitely a good time to to start building those communities that actually can help you to to specialize in in what you are really passionate about and focus only on that because that's coming from your soul that's coming from your energy right 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 exactly and just find 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 the the rest of your tribe <laughs> you know the rest of the community who can help you out along the way right and that puts it takes so much pressure off of you you're like oh thank god i don't have to do that anymore like seriously i'm trying to find a bookkeeper right now because i am just horrible <laughs> at the whole and everybody's like it's so easy and i'm like i know it's easy but when i have to do it i sit down with this feeling of dread yeah. and horror mm-hmm. and everything and then you know, if you're thinking about in terms of, you know, the, the way you feel about the projects that you're doing, being sewn into the fabric of those yeah. projects, then you're just like, whoo, am I infusing my work with good energy or with bad energy? Exactly. And yeah, and there's also, you know, not to, I maybe this is a little lecture and you've probably experienced this before, but really valuing the people around you and paying them for their expertise. Absolutely. Also really important because I see far too many, like I work on Upwork um, Mm -hmm. sometimes for um, doing whatever. And, um, you know, people want like, like your level of like, you've been a CEO and this and that marketing experience and strategy experience for 40 hours a week for three bucks an hour. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was on Fiverr before many years when I started out, like I was in, I was living in Sri Lanka at the time. And I thought like, okay, I have some time now to come back to civilization. And I went on Fiverr as well to do some marketing strategies. And within a month, I deleted my entire account. I said, this is not, I, I couldn't believe what was happening out there that if you are expecting quality work, be like, be prepared to, to give the, what it's worth and, and the value of it. And I'm sure that you find some amazing professionals out there who undervalue themselves. And that's a big problem I see as well that people, even though I had a couple of clients, I had, I worked with, a, I had a lot of coaching clients as well as in coaches and they were really struggling with pricing their programs correctly and they had incredible backgrounds and they had the qualifications business qualifications actual experience corporate experience a lot of lot of great great credentials and lovely people very connected to their own energies and they were so not in balance with the sort of i call the 3d and the 5d balance like not being you know balanced with the the material world because they kept on only just focusing too much on the on the spiritual side of things but they kept undervaluing themselves and really cutting their prices and when i looked at it like i said why are you like selling yourself short literally financially as well that with the right people you will be connecting and they they will be happy to pay what you are what your service or or product is actually worth if you are expecting quality and that's most of the time and I went through that phase I many times when I was early in my career I undersold myself and undervalued myself I wasn't confident enough in my in my own capabilities but the more you realize what value you are bringing to the other person then you can you can feel a lot more confident about putting a price tag to it and I hear this a lot within the the spiritual community that we don't need materialistic things we don't need the money great would be amazing in an ideal world but we live in this world right now and this world needs money for you to use it as a tool and that's all that is like money is nothing but just a tool for you to have fun and use it for good things and great things and 
money doesn't have any feelings. It's not going to make you feel happy or sad or angry or nothing. That's you. You do that because that's what you think about money. Like it's not money. It's nothing to do with it. But if you think about like, if you have that level of financial security, because you know your value and your worth and you can put a price tag to it and you find the right people because you are using authentic marketing and the right people who can market you, they're never going to have a problem with how much you are charging. And you should not be selling yourself for, for less than what your service is actually worth. It's just a never ending game. And you're never going to be able to fully remove yourself from what you don't love doing if you don't have that level of financial security. So that's a big thing. And that's actually a, a first chapter in, um, yeah, I've got this uh, ebook, which is going to be uh, available for you guys for free. Um, we can straighten in the link later on. But uh, the first chapter is about this, to stop fighting the material world, because that's literally the biggest block for you to, to serve the spiritual community. If you are keep having that resistance against the material world, you're going to have a really hard time to balance things out, as in what we spoke about earlier, like bringing spirituality and business together. I don't see that ever working out in the long term if you are resisting the financial part of things. That's part of it. That's part of this world and we are in a 3d body we are you know in a, in a human body which needs a house a, a roof over the head which needs food and and right now most of us can get these things by paying money for it so unless you live on an organic farm it's cool I'm, I'm so happy for you if you have your own you know, food and everything but um yeah most of the time you need specific resources to, to have a fulfilling life and um, having money is part of it and Doing, doing a business or running a business with the, the right tools and the right professionals is what's going to help you bring in that level of money as well so that you can just focus on your higher calling and not worry about the rest. So right. I've, I've got a bit sidetracked, but I'm super passionate about this because I've spent many years figuring out and correcting my own associations towards money. That was a major lesson for me. I, I had all these negative associations and even emotions stored in my, in my brain, in my, in my subconscious. Things from like what I heard growing up or what we saw on, on, on television and you know, what we read. And it took me many years of uh, uh, sort of rewiring my brain. That's what I, I, I would love to call it. That Figure out what's not what's not working well enough and then you can dig in and figure out why and either you use energy work to do it you meditate you go see a psychologist whatever it is like you use I love NLP NLP is a big thing I love uh, it's neuro-linguistic programming uh -huh. tools I love I love that uh, methods and um, they are great for you to use it in your business as well actually so yeah. that's maybe something to look up <laughs> I, I say sprinkle them lightly because I don't like 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 the the original NLP kind of got yes. a twisted in some ways, but you know like using it as a tool, sprinkling it with with ethics. We'll say it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You, I'm so glad you said that because actually you're absolutely right. I didn't even cross my mind that, but you're absolutely right because that method can be used in a very negative manipulative uh, influencing way as well so you're absolutely right about that and then again it comes down to your own choices like what do I consciously choose do I choose to use my knowledge to serve the greater good or do I choose my knowledge to destroy and uh, you know not not create value but to remove the value so yeah I'm so happy that you said that you're so spot on about that well and and what you just said was perfect for money as well you know you can mm -hmm. use your money 
to up level everybody, society, the world, everything, or you can use it for negative and harm or just, you know, to serve your own, you know, I'm not saying that having a yacht is a bad thing, but I will say like some people are just, I don't know, like, I feel like the more the spiritual community opens to being well paid for their services, the more change we can initiate in the world, the more clean jobs, the more, you know, eco-friendly stuff, Mm -hmm. the more stuff for parents and housing and community and family and, and earth things. So it's not just like chucking gold bars in the bank anymore. Of course. Yeah. It's really about. It's using it, how you can make an impact and, um, and, and that's, that's what it is to figure out and it's all about decisions and it's, it's true for NLP. It's true for money. It's true for, it's true for everything. Like we, we live in a, in a, you know, in a world of duality. So right. depending on what the outcome is, we will have to come down to the individual, what decision you make. Do I consciously want to use a specific thing for creating value and, and using it for positive things and for the, the light and the dark, whatever examples we want to throw out there? Or do I join the other side and I'm going to be consciously destroying things or throwing money, you know, like gold, gold things at the, at the bank, as you said. So, and you can have a yacht and have a cool time on it and be a really cool, like spiritual community around you. Or you can use that yacht to have underprivileged children have a fun time or it can be used for anything. So yeah. Yeah. decisions. So hopefully, hopefully we get to see more and more businesses adapting this culture because it will have to trickle down. So if you are a spiritual entrepreneur and you, you run your business to such a successful level that you get to build an entire team underneath you, that that mentality is going to trickle down to all those people as well. So you're not only making an impact with the business, but even with the people that you work together with. So I, I really feel that we are transitioning and, and shifting, hopefully, quickly enough. Yeah. So. your thumb or do you cross your fingers? Yes. <laughs> All, all of my fingers my toes is crossing <laughs> yeah. yeah and you mentioned a book that you're giving as a freebie can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that yeah so it's basically a workbook that I've uh, created back uh, back when the, the whole lockdown started I was living in Barcelona so I, I said I'm gonna use that time I made a decision to use that time in a constructive and good manner so I I put this uh, ebook uh, that's now I'm going to give you guys for free so you can download it um, basically it's an 11 11 step guide for you especially especially for people who have not started their business yet or maybe they are just in that very early startup phase for within the spiritual industry so you have already an idea or you're kind of have a few ideas in your mind but you haven't really fully planned and started your business yet this workbook will guide you through 11 steps from anything from planning your uh, your market research in very simplified terms so that everyone who has even not have got a marketing or business background can still understand what the steps are um, so it's a I, I use a lot of spiritual terms throughout the book as well just to show you what it actually means in uh, in reality all the way up until building communities. So the last chapter is about collaborating and building communities, funny enough. So I've had the same thing in the back of my mind about a year ago, but I think it will help you to really understand how to strategically start uh, and plan your spiritual business. Uh, Otherwise, if you don't get the foundations right, it's going to take you a lot longer and uh, 
probably a lot of a lot of headaches along the along the way if you don't know if you don't know the basic concepts of what is a target audience um, or or what is a marketing plan even I don't go into like very technical terms in the book uh, it's more like giving you some high level guidance like here are a few core elements you should think about before you start doing anything uh, with your clients or with your business and I hope you find it useful so um, you can you can now get access to this for uh, for free. Yes, and my, I, my gift back to the community. <laughs> awesome. And I will put the link in the show notes. And so if anybody is interested in, in that, then you can download it from Kimmy's site specifically. So we're wrapping up. Anything else you want to share with the audience before we... we... So, so much going on. So I'm just going to keep it short. I'm super happy that I connected with you, first of all. So thank you for the, the amazing opportunity. And I, I hope you, you get to have a lot more similar characters on, on the podcast soon as well. And as I mentioned earlier on this conversation, that I'm on the lookout now to transform the business. So if any of you want to become part of this collaborative community, if you have a business that you would love to... Uh, have a conversation about then just uh, reach out to me as well you will see the uh, the link to the website and then let's have that conversation and I'm as a bit of side note for all of you as well I'm also on a mission to get Sue on the website as well <laughs> I'm fine with that so we have to have a conversation after our conversation absolutely and how I can help you out because yeah that sounds amazing to me and yeah. and I really appreciate you reaching out to me and having this conversation with you and getting to know you and your work and your philosophy better it's just it makes me happy to see that yeah. there are people like you out there like people who are actually focused on making positive change in mm -hmm. the community through helping other people it's just exactly. fabulous yeah and I'm sure many many of us out there so I can't wait to see them all come together and I love this conversation as well so it just feels like we've known each other forever so that's always <laughs> a good sign <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, again, Timmy Oritz. So, and um, I will leave all of her website information, freebie information, all of the good stuff in the show notes. And if you all are interested in using her resource library, downloading her free ebook for us, um, yeah, you'll find the information in the show notes. And thanks again, Timmy. And Thank you. Thanks everybody for joining us here at Spiritual Business Spotlight. We will see you in the next podcast. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Did it? Oh, shit. Still recording. No, I didn't. Did I record?